0: is
1: a BoardWalk Audio podcast. Hello, hello, and good news. I'm your host, Hannah Canningator. This is the podcast where I sit down with a comedian, and I tell them all about the people, places, and current events that are affecting the world in a positive way this week. Uh, my guest today is Jessica Svensgard. Jessica is a comedian here in Los Angeles. She is a part of the musical improv team Adela Dizim which hosts their show Wickedly Funny at the Moving Arts Theater uh, every second and fourth Thursday at 9 p.m. Musical improv is terrifying to me. They are so good at it and so funny, and it's a team of all women. I love everything about it. Couldn't have a better name. Just could not. Uh, Jessica is also doing stand-up at the WSS show at 7 p.m. on May 10th, Wednesday which if you're listening the day the podcast comes out, is today. And so if it is before seven, go and see Jessica do a set. She's so great and so funny. If you like the podcast, please rate and subscribe. It makes a big diff for me and getting the podcast moved up a little bit in search results. And if you like to shop on Amazon, Go ahead and go to boardwalkaudio.com slash hello and good news. Uh, You can click on the support our artist button and that'll teleport you over to Amazon where you can shop around like you normally would. Only they kick back a couple of cents and pennies into our pockets and it helps keep things running. Uh, Okay, without further ado, let's talk some good news. Good news, good news, good news. Good news. Good news. Good news. Hello. Good news. I think it's time we had some freaking real good news. Yeah. Oh, hi. Oh, hi, Jack. <laughs> oh, hello. How's hi. it going? Yeah. So good. So good. So glad you're here. We Here we are. Uh, Friday evening. Mm-hmm. It's that time (laughs) it's Cinco de Mayo it is Cinco de Mayo I have to
0: tell my friend happy birthday I haven't texted her all day
1: oh birthday Mm. on Cinco de Mayo is that fun or awful
0: I think she likes it because she also loves margaritas well that works out yeah she's not necessarily a birthday person but she did post on her Facebook this morning she was like I don't usually like love my birthdays, but I woke up in like such a good mood today, and now I feel I'm feeling extra bad that like she was down to have like a really good birthday, and I've forgotten to text her all day.
1: Uh, It's you still got time? Yeah,
0: it's it's 4:42. I had a plan like two weeks ago. I was like, oh, I have a really fun idea for a card to send her because she loves Lana Del Rey, and I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm gonna make something to send her, and uh, I completely forgot. And so now I'm just going to have to text her, like, a picture of Lana and be like, hey, happy birthday.
1: Were you going to do, like, a collage or?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had, like, a really funny idea for a bit. I can't remember what it was, um, but it was going to be with some, like, lyric or something. And, uh, and then I completely dropped the ball. And so.
1: Well, I wouldn't be sad if I got a, a Lana Del Rey bit card. Late after my birthday, yeah
0: <laughs> she gets it in like another week and a half yeah. my My birthday was March sixteenth and i 've been meaning to send thank you cards to like my aunts and my grandmas who sent me either like cards or money in the mail for two months now yeah uh, and just yesterday, because I had absolutely nothing to do, I found my thank you cards. Uh, in my bedside drawer, and then I moved the thank you cards to my living room, and okay. so I have made the important first step yeah. in writing my thank you cards.
1: Uh, so you've like already written them; they just haven't been made to the mail, or you like found? Oh no, no I just like pulled the you existing the thank you cards. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I this is awful. I have thank you card. My issue is making it to the mailbox. Oh yeah, like putting the stamp on it. And doing the thing, I have thank you cards from two Christmases ago that I just I, never made it to yeah, the mailbox. Yeah, I've written them. I've written letters. They are, and then I have like some thank you cards where I like go to write a thank you card and then realize my thank you card from the year before never made it. Oh my god! And I put them both in an envelope with an explanation of like, I never sent these this last year's, and then I put and then the same thing happens, and then the post office is hard. That was something. Yeah, I never. When I was a kid,
0: I never thought that I wouldn't just be able to put something in my mailbox and like they would take it away. It's crazy that they don't offer that service at apartment complexes. Yeah. Like it, it seems like it would be just as easy as at a house.
1: Right. My uh, It's classist. Yeah. My last. Yeah. It's what do you got against cities? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All like, you have to do is take
0: it from me. Yeah. And then you take it back to the mail center and then they'll work it out. Right. Must be trust
1: issues. Yeah. Cities are full of trust issues. They've been burned in the past. Yeah. <laughs> burned <them. laughs> to the ground. Yeah. Um, I had a crazy experience with my taxes this year. That was another example of like, I got them done and then just didn't, forever. I didn't bring them, but I got them to the post office before the due date. It was like, oh, the, you do it like
0: in the physical mail? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: Cause my tax guy is, he just, I don't. Well, I was telling you earlier. I don't know what he does, but he works it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's he's
0: like, if you want the best return, you have to mail it in. Yeah,
1: he's like, because they don't spend the time to look through all of it, mm-hmm. and I'm, I never question what he means by that. I'm like, oh, that's okay, smart as fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I it was the 17th this year, right? I took it to the post office on the 14th, paid for certified mail, had everything right. Then I check my mail so rarely in my apartment too. It's like every week to two weeks. Uh 6 days later so like the 19th or something I check my mail and my taxes were delivered to my house for the federal ones. Oh my god. Uh for no reason like it was just like a fluke they got delivered to the return address instead of the sending address. Oh. I was I was livid. Oh. I was so <laughs> mad. And then I I I like still can't understand Why it happened because I brought it to the place and everything in the system, like everything with the barcode, all of that was right. And the lady explained to me, she was like, oh, well, everything is read by a machine. So it must have read your return address since it's in bigger letters. I was like, that doesn't make sense. No. (laughs) Like, why?
0: I mean, the IRS has probably got to be like the most like fucked up, nonsensical, bureaucratic like, mess around place in the world, right? Yeah. Because I feel like that's got to be the nature of, like, like all these people whose jobs is to be like organized and diligent like it's got to be a real shit show. Right. Like there's no way that it's like a a fun, clean, organized place to work.
1: No, I the way I imagine it is a giant building with literally people running around throwing papers. Yeah, yeah. Like a cartoon of like like a Where's Waldo image but with everyone throwing papers. It's like that episode
0: of SpongeBob where like you look into his brain yes. and they're like we don't know what to do and they're just setting files on fire. That's exactly
1: yeah. what I was imagining. That's the IRS. Yep. Uh Well, I got them sent out, but then I was so worried that I was living in, like, a Groundhog's Day and that they were just going to show up at my apartment again. I was like, why is this happening? But they didn't. Hopefully, they're at the IRS now. Ugh. Oh, I sat on my foot for too long. I asleep. <laughs> um, okay, well, want to hear some good news? Mm-hmm. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, it's been a rough week. Yeah. it all, Yeah.
0: need some positivity.
1: Some good stuff. Well... This one is crazy and I watched the whole video of it and it is, uh, it, it just seems terrifying. So basically, I didn't know that a ton of flooding was happening in Texas this <gasps> week. Did you know that? No. Oh my God, my foot is so asleep. Um, <laughs> there, yeah, a bunch of, so this is in Canton, Texas. So... Hannah that sounds like bad news I I know know. (laughs) what's the story there better be a puppy saved
0: from this flood or something
1: Um, this family was driving in their truck so okay so they've been having tornadoes (gasps) and flooding crazy severe weather Um, so they're driving in their truck and that the truck got blown off of the road, flipped upside down into the flood uh, river. They were on their way to a storm shelter, oh is why God. they were driving. So there was no like, well, what were those people doing on the road?
0: <laughs> if you wanted to come up with a really reasonable explanation to blame these people yeah. for their misfortune, you'd be like, why were they driving? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: um, they got flipped upside down. They had an 18-month-year-old daughter and a i think a a 4 year old i'm really waiting for the turn in the story i know story. It's, <laughs> I, it's all and that's all <laughs> my podcast name has changed <laughs> but so it's a it's somebody videoed the whole thing which i always think is funny like any this is a sidebar i'll talk about i'll say the good news now so mm-hmm. that people aren't you know dangling on a string here mm-hmm. the 18 month year old and i'm pretty sure it was like a 4 year old um were trapped in the truck, and so were the mom and dad, and the mom and dad were like trying to get their kids out, but couldn't a group of strangers saw the truck go down, um, ran up to the car, and they uh like fought to get the doors open and stuff and got oh the kids out of the car um did uh is it cPR yeah, one of the guys who the main guy who grabbed the baby, he was an ex firefighter oh. Um, who used to be a firefighter in Guatemala. Now he works at as a musician in North Texas. Oh, but he never forgot his CPR training. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he was able to like the oh oh this is what it is oh this is why it was extra scary. Okay, um, my numbers. Per Let's usual, we're worse. not exact. Eighteen <laughs> month year old and a four month old. <gasps> so the four month old. Oh, this couple really got to work. <laughs> yeah. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> yeah. How does that? Are those Irish? Is that Irish twins? Technically, wouldn't? Um. When yeah. In? Almost because when that first
0: baby was fourteen months, that second baby was born. born. So they're just like re- they're really
1: close. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, but the dude was able to, I think, kind of revitalize the four-month-old. They were taken, they were air flighted to the children's hospital, um, the trauma center in in North Texas. And they, I'm pretty sure they're both fine now. Pretty quickly, the four-month-old was like, fine. And then the... um, they were keeping the eighteen month year old, she was in stable condition though. They were just like keeping her for a couple oh, extra days.
0: This is so funny. I was just talking with some I'm CPR certified because I work at <gasps> um are? yeah, I work at a camp with children. And so uh, yeah, our director just pays for us to be certified just yeah. in case. Um and I was talking with someone who's also it came up we were talking about some kind of news story and uh, someone was talking about like resuscitating a baby and we found out we were both CPR certified because we we both knew that to do CPR on a baby you just use your your two big fingers. Oh. Because yeah, when you're doing CPR on an adult human you like pump their chest as hard as possible. Like they tell you like you may break some ribs in right. the process but it's worth it if you save their life. Um, but with a baby you just have to like gently as possible like keep their heart beating with like your your two first fingers instead of like obviously pumping with your whole fist because then you could just and so like i feel like even though it's it's less tiring because that's another thing they warn you about is that you're supposed to do cpr until the ambulance shows up not just until you can like see them move or hear them breathe you have to keep keep them until they're at a hospital or something um And so, like, they warn you, they're like, oh, you can just get exhausted. It's better if you have two people and you trade off.
1: Because sometimes you can
0: just get really tired because you're pumping another human's heart for them. And so even though, like, like giving a baby CPR is like a lot less work yeah I feel like it's more stressful because oh god there's so much more of a balance between like keeping its heart beating and like not crushing this baby
1: yeah because they're so they're so dang tiny yeah that's the thing about babies is they're small they're as hell. they're yeah. <laughs> so small <laughs> like get bigger what's the deal so crazy uh I kind of remember that because I did when I was a babysitter in growing up I did t- like take a babysitter certification Mm -hmm. class where we learned we got CPR certified and like Heimlich maneuver and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And I just remember after the classes being like, well, I hope to God that never happens because it seems like a very delicate balance of like lightly pushing on a small human and hoping you either get that food out of there or like get their heart beating again. That's Uh, really nice though. Yeah. So, the video is um, terrifying. The, it's just a, yeah, the the truck is in, in. It's such a fast, fast river, and the truck is underneath it, Oof. and it's very scary. And it goes on for like five minutes. I watch the whole thing, but then you see them get rescued. Yeah. Oh, you okay. see the the and I guess the mom, uh, the mom still hasn't been able to watch the video. Says USA Today, she which,
0: shouldn't. Yeah, which enough. makes sense. That I wouldn't sounds like a
1: terrible idea. Um. And I think the kids got out first the mom and the Yeah. Ugh. Have you ever seen Grizzly Man? No, I haven't. Okay, Which... it's
0: it's a harrowing documentary. It's yeah. uh Werner Herzog and it's so weird because he's just documenting it, for anyone who doesn't know, it's um it's about this man who is obsessed with grizzly berries and so he would venture to Alaska and then eventually like move to Alaska to just like study them and be around them. He loved them so much.
1: And he thought they were his friends, basically. Yes, yes. Yeah. and
0: like they're like beautiful creatures, but they are predators. Yeah, um, and he eventually was mauled to death by a <laughs> surprise. Yeah. He was mauled to death by a grizzly bear, and in the documentary, which is is a very good movie, but like one thing about Vorna Herzog is that he's always very involved. Like he's yeah. never, it's never, um, like a laissez-faire thing. He's always like a character in his own documentaries, which he should be because Werner Herzog is a fascinating human. Um, and so, uh, the grizzly man would record himself getting really close to these bears as if he were like a nature documentarium. Yeah. And so he ended up recording himself. He ended up recording his own death. Yeah. This is a huge bummer for your podcast. Um, no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, and so he ended up, like capturing his own death on tape. And so there's a scene in this movie where Werner Herzog listens to the tape in front of Grizzly Man's mom. Oh my and god, you just like like are watching him listen to the audio and then Werner Herzog takes the headphones off and he says very solemnly to his mother he's like you should never listen to this tape. It's like, no, of course I she know, shouldn't listen course. to her son. die. Why would I? Yeah. She was like, that thought never crossed my <laughs> mind. Why would
1: I do that?
0: What a bad idea. Yeah,
1: I never want to. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I do always think it's funny. Like what I thought was interesting about this video. And I feel like this exists all over YouTube. Well, where you're like, see somebody have a crazy animal attack or something. And it's, and then you're like, who is behind the camera? Yeah, like, what were they doing? Who is standing there, videoing this. It's crazy how much underwater and there's like so much light. I didn't even know this was happening in Texas. Yeah. I'm so sorry to uh, anyone who's on that side of the country. Where I feel like California is always in a weird, our own zone where we're like, oh, we didn't know weather oh, yeah. was happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we it's cold no in some idea. places. Yeah. That's bonkers. You guys have tornadoes and flooding? Yeah. It was like it was like spring here finally this week.
0: <laughs> it
1: was 77 all yeah. week.
0: Um those are my favorite stories though, is when it's like it's sad that it it takes the worst things to happen, but like I think part of it is because it's a natural disaster, which means it's, like, no one's fault, you know? Yeah. Like, it wasn't the result of some human being shitty. It's just, like, yeah. oh, humans have no choice but to deal with this. And so then, like, people helping out in those situations, just, yeah. like, we're all suffering the same thing. Like, we have to help out. Yeah, we got to like, help each yeah, other.
1: Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I agree. Um, I know, sometimes this is a terrible terrible thing to say but sometimes i'm like maybe if a zombie apocalypse or something like that happened it wouldn't be such a bad thing <laughs> we'd all be best friends again yeah. <laughs> everybody would be like dropped all their issues yeah. with each other and we would all just have to like we would go back all, to all our borders yeah. Humanity would
0: reunite yes i've never seen independence day but i feel like that's what independence day is about right is that like all the countries like stop their own individual wars to like fight these aliens
1: um, I can't remember, oh, I haven't seen it in so long. I feel like it's pretty, I think you might be right, but I do f- remember the U.S., like, of course, plays the biggest part in it. We do end up, like, being the hero. Yeah. And the president, like... Of course liked- we are. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but I, I think you're right. The president, I feel like the, it's called Independence Day because... Becomes the new Independence Day, like for the world, but yeah. it is the President of the United States who makes that speech. <laughs> so.
0: That's I feel like that's a happy medium as yeah. as long as the world is united in its yeah. hatred of aliens. Uh,
1: some other good news. Mm-hmm. Um, I have talked about pollution a lot and packaging and how terrible it all is. Here's three good things about. Uh, three good little highlights about, uh, packaging Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that is improved in, in some little areas. They're starting to do natural branding for, um, like using laser labels for certain, um, right now it's mostly sweet potatoes, avocados, and coconuts. (laughs) Wait, what is natural branding? (laughs) So it's, uh, they take a laser. So like instead of
0: stickers, Mhm-, oh, so they don't waste like the paper and like the glue and stuff, yeah, oh, that's very cute. I love that,
1: and it's um the way what happens is it's like it does it with a laser, it doesn't harm the inside at all, it just like m- makes a it's like a tattoo it on has, the outside it has
0: the the grocer's code, so mm-hmm. you know how to ring it up, oh, that's precious, yeah, it's um, good. <laughs> I hate to like bring up the exact opposite of this, but have you seen those pictures of like? either bananas or avocados that come in like plastic like shells uh, like certain grocery stores sell bananas and i'm like no the whole point of a banana is that it's like always perfect it's like yeah. it comes in a shell <laughs> <laughs> like, you never have to worry about if the inside is clean or not yeah
1: it's all good Yeah. um god packaging especially grocery store packaging it's so bad yeah um yeah, it is. It's a strong light that is shown on the vegetables that removes pigment from their skin. Um, but it doesn't harm the in- inside or impact the taste, aroma, or shelf life.
0: That's cute as heck.
1: Yeah. So hopefully they can do that with some other stuff too. And then there's a, uh, this cosmetics company called Lush. Oh, uh, I love Lush. Oh, I don't know, but I'm glad you know about <gasps> Wait, it. Wait, you've never been a
0: Lush? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, my gosh. So you've never... Okay. So I don't... (laughs) I don't take baths because I I don't think I've had a bath since I lived at home. Yeah. Um, But Lush is is famous for their bath bombs. Like, have you ever seen those, like, pictures on Instagram? You buy one of these, like, little solid orbs and you put it in a bath and it makes your bath, like, smell good and look pretty. Yeah. I... I personally go to Lush for their face masks. Ooh. Those are my favorites. Okay. And they have like, they have skincare and makeup and like body lotions and all that stuff. But I I live and die for a cup of coffee. Um, it's a face mask and it has ground coffee beans. So it exfoliates and it smells like coffee. And so I just Ooh. put it on my face for like an hour at a time. It recommends five to 10 minutes. I'm like, no, I'm going to leave it on. It's <laughs> it's for yeah. an hour. Anyway, tell me about Lush. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. That's amazing.
1: Uh, they wrap all of their... Um, bars they're like soap bars and shower wash bars mm-hmm. in a dissolvable soap paper <sighs> which is made from blended melon puree and soap flakes um
0: oh, of course they did of course Lush did that
1: it was inspired by fruit leather oh oh that's <laughs> oh my gosh i love lush yeah which is such a great idea um to do for i mean I guess any time that you needed something protected from, like, the weather, it wouldn't mm-hmm. work. But I I love the idea for anything that is, like, a bath or any product yeah. like that, that it, it's... We need more dissolvable...
0: Lush, PSA everyone, Lush also has a program where if you... Depending on, like, the packaging of the products, like, it's for all of the face masks, but I think it's for other stuff, too. Like, they all come in black plastic packaging, and it'll say on the side, like, bring this container back, and if you bring back five empty plastic containers, you get a free face mask, and then that face mask comes in a container that you can then recycle again. That's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh,
1: recycling's so good.
0: I I love one. I have 10... Empty face mask containers in my fridge right now. And I've been meaning taking them into Lush for like That's a great. month.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like saving up. Yeah. Um, let's see. One other one Tetra, uh, the Tetra Rex drinks. They come in a carton made entirely from plant based materials, mm-hmm. which are plastics derived from sugar cane and paperboard. Um they're made by a Brazilian company called Braskem uh which sources sugarcane grown on degraded pastures. Um degraded pastures? Yeah. <laughs> the pastures that nobody wants to talk to. Anymore. Yeah. Real
0: piece of shit pastures.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah, so Braskem just basically is a Brazilian company that works on sustainable uh sustainable packaging. Um mm, mm, and they're pretty big. They're like uh they're becoming very huge. I their entire website is in Portuguese.
0: So I
1: <laughs> We're just
0: guessing. <laughs> we don't know if any of this is true.
1: <laughs> I like looked up a little about them, but when I go to their website, it's hard for me to read their I mean, I guess I can, I don't really, sometimes I don't like the Google Translate thing.
0: Oh yeah, it's bad. You know, because you're like,
1: this isn't giving me the full. Well,
0: because it's just a robot, like, and it does its best, but language is uh, extremely complex and you can't just like decide to translate something. (laughs) It works. It's like when you were like doing a paper for like your French class in middle school and it's like, you can hit translate, but like, it's not going to make sense. It's not going to
1: make any sense um it's been around uh, it I feel like it started in or like uh the beginnings of it happened in 1979 um there's like a whole history anyway mm-hmm. um maybe I'll do more on Braskem next week when I do a better job at like <laughs> fully looking into it I'm like hyper
0: self-conscious by the way about I have a cough drop in my mouth and I'm like, oh, is this microphone going to pick up like every time I move this cough drop around my mouth? People are going to be so grossed out. I also like every time I've laughed, it's like turned into like a little bit of a cough and I'm like, oh, are the listeners going to like gag at home because they have to listen to me cough?
1: They're going to be so mad. You're going to get a lot of one star reviews on iTunes. Good news. Listeners are positive and accepting, but not when it comes to cough laughs. Um, let's see. Another article I found kind of as a branch off of this one is that, I mean, obviously I get depressed all the time when I really start looking into statistics and numbers of how much waste we create every, all the time. It's so bad. Um, that was another thing of like, I was just telling Jess, I started listening to S-Town finally, um, and all of his he obsesses about climate change oh, yeah. and every, all his like little bullet points he talks about. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, if you were as smart as John B
0: and had as much time to kill as John B and yeah. you got really into climate change, like, yeah, that you'd be really depressed.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. so rough to think about how uh humans are just killing themselves slowly. Yeah. Uh, Spoilers
0: for S town guys. Yeah. Climate change is real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: um, but I guess that's why I have the good news so we can point out dissolvable beauty soap packaging. <laughs> um, but uh, so one of, one of my favorite websites, positivenews.uk, go check it out. I really love everything about them. And I don't know, I've know I've mentioned this before, but they are a, they are a news source that is uh, funded, I guess funded is the right word, but it's like people powered. So So
0: it's like like a Patreon thing where people just donate. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. And
1: they did a thing like a while back when they were first starting where they had like a big fundraiser and everybody who did that first run fundraiser in bought in is a part owner. Oh. And it doesn't matter like how many packers. Yeah. it doesn't matter how many how much money you put in, your shares are equal. Oh. So what I love about that is it's not like a thing where whoever has the most money gets the most say. And if you're a share owner, like you give feedback and all like you're just it's people powered. Yeah. Um so it's a news source that is powered by people and freelance um journalists. I love it so much. And they always focus on solution-based news. So I go there a lot to look around and mm-hmm. find stuff every week. Um, anyway, that's my spiel for positive news. <laughs> Big surprise that I would be a fan of a website called Positive <laughs> News. Um, they wrote an article about how... Oh, God, gross, Guys, I, <laughs> I turned
0: away from the mic to cough. It was a fucking nightmare.
1: Um, They... So they just came out with an article talking about how we might actually be turning away from a disposable economy. This is mostly so because they're UK based. A lot of their data is like uh, Europe and the UK. Mm-hmm. I don't know how America factors into this. Probably, not probably not much. at all. Yeah, <laughs> probably not at all. But um, from what they have found out, that is that in the UK they are consuming much less. Um, Less much less. Uh they're consuming much less and let's see. Um they each they each used on average ten tons of raw material in 2013 uh compared to fifteen tons in two thousand one. So the raw material and like the consumption is going down. Also, this is so great. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, Sweden Sweden is always
0: just I was gonna bring them up because is this about how they have to like borrow trash from other countries to like fuel oh. their sorry, say what you were gonna say about Sweden. No,
1: I just got so excited because I wanna I wanna hear about this. They um they have a tax break on if you uh if you repair items instead of buy new like buy new ones like if you repair items such as bicycles clothes and shoes dishwashers washing machines anything uh, it it's there's a tax break for that so it's encouraging instead people new to one. Like, yeah, yeah to fix what they already have as opposed to buy a new one and you'll get money back from the government for oh, doing that That's fantastic. Oh, I love it. Sweet, good job, sweet. But, but so what were you going to say? I'm 99% sure this was Sweden.
0: It might be Switzerland because I don't know the difference between those two countries.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) They're they're doing uh, great and they're happy.
0: Um, (laughs) But I'm pretty sure with Sweden where like their so much of their energy was based off of um, recycling and then also like burning their garbage. Like that's how they got a lot of their energy. And then it got to the point where they just like didn't have enough garbage to like fuel their like energy sources because they were like doing such a good job recycling um that oh they gosh. were like they had to ask for garbage from like neighboring countries because they were like we don't have enough garbage to burn that's <laughs> amazing recycled so much stuff
1: yeah oh i love that i'm gonna i'm gonna remember this and look up some mm-hmm. look that up for to go over again next week um I mean, it sounds right. Yeah, it sounds it. That checks out for me. Sounds on just, brand for each. Either if I made this up out of thin air,
0: like nothing <laughs> like this had ever happened. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Sweden did this.
1: Sounds right. They're yeah. always on top of their shit. Um, they also. Uh, let's see what else in the UK. The sharing economy has doubled. Um, they. They also, like, a lot more handmade stuff is happening, mm, sharing okay. handmaking, uh like, repairing. Um, I've been looking into,
0: um, uh, like, ethical fashion brands because I was just mm-hmm. cleaning out my closet. And I realized that, like, most of the clothes I own are from Forever 21, yes. Target, H&M. It's so bad. And, like, they're all really cute and they're really cheap. But I'm like, damn this is bad like I've contributed so much money especially that story sorry bad news I don't know if you saw that story earlier this week about a woman who found um, a note in her Walmart purse um, from a woman who works in the Chinese factory that makes the purses (gasps) and yeah it's a very sad story but she wrote in the note basically like we're working 14 hour days without breaks. They just feed us like slop. If anyone tries to leave, they like beat them. And she wrote this note and put it in the purse and it made it all the way to America. And a woman found it in her purse and I'm like, damn, like, oh, I should stop supporting these. And so I've been trying really hard. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the next purchase I want to make, I want to make sure it's from like an ethical company. Yes. And there are some that I already shop at that turn out to be like ethical companies, but then a lot of them are like, because they don't use. Like slave labor from other countries, they're like so expensive, very expensive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I was looking into Reformation because it's like, oh, it's very fashionable and yeah. it's like young and hip. And I'm like, they're like tank tops are like $80. I'm like, yeah. okay, damn, well, I'm gonna really save up for my next tank top, yeah.
1: I know it's, a, I have been trying to do the same thing this yeah. year because, um, yeah, when you read through the amount of clothes, especially because fast fashion is. Yeah, it's just bad. Anything you look up or watch any videos about Forever Twenty One, H and M and all that. And it's so hard if you don't make a lot of money. Uh yeah, it's a but yeah. it's it's so bad. And this is also bad news. <laughs> but I talked about this in an episode back. Walmart bought mod cloth. Yeah. Oh, that was so disappointing. Because Modcloth, so up until
0: that point, had been like a really reliable, those, ethical, yeah. ethical company. Yeah, I'd been ordering from them since I was like sixteen. Yes, I think I got my junior homecoming dress from Modcloth, and I'd like always order from them. And was like, oh no,
1: yeah. And Ugh. they were like higher priced. but you were like, this is for a small business or yeah. somebody who hand. It was woman owned. It was
0: started by one woman by herself, and then she yeah. eventually brought in like her partner and then a bunch of other employees. And I know yeah. it'd been like struggling, and so like selling was the right financial decision, but. I know so many people who are like, I can never shop. I'm cloth again.
1: Yeah, I need yeah. to just delete my app. I, I'm always getting notifications. From yeah, I them still get their emails, so and I just frustrated. delete them. But I'm like, oh, I need to unsubscribe and like delete my account. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so uh, it's such a bummer. I've been trying to. I just keep running out of time, but I have been trying to like make more stuff this Mm -hmm. year like make my own clothes but then i run into the thing where i'm like where is this fabric from yeah another terrible textile mill yeah we have no clue um part of it is like
0: it is like i guess classist to be like oh just like save up these more expensive clothes um because not everyone can do that, so I don't want to like shit on people who like do still shop there. And like, right. I'm I'm sure I have not shopped at like Forever Twenty One or H and M for the last time. Yeah, like I'm sure I'll break and go there again eventually. But it is like really hard to <laughs> like imagine saving up for like a like one hundred and twenty dollar pair of pants or no. something. And I'm like, I can't remember the last time I spent one hundred and twenty dollars on one thing. No, never. No.
1: Yeah, I try to go to I try to go to the Goodwill more and like Yeah, cross, that's been my solace too is, is crossroads.
0: One. Because I'm like, Oh, if it's thrifting, at least I'm not buying something like new. new. Even if it is just an old piece from Urban Outfitters. Right. I'm at like least- Yeah, I'm not paying Urban Outfitters for this pair of pants. Yeah, and it's I'm getting crossroads.
1: and it's not ending up. Yeah, in a landfill yeah. or in the ocean.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have a big pile of clothes in my room that I've been meaning to take to Crossroads to sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so many of them are things that I like bought and wore zero to one times, yeah. maybe. And I'm like, it was just trendy at the time, and it's like, oh, it's $4? Yeah, I'll take it, sure. Yeah.
1: Um, What else in this? Oh, uh, let's see. This, this is still a part of the same article about how um, we are maybe consuming less, which I hope to God is true. I still just don't think it has anything to do with the United States, but, um, there is a place called, uh, uh, building blocks, uh, which is a workshop in Enfield, uh, which is North London, mm-hmm. um, which was a place that used to be known for a high rate of knife crime, which is—I <laughs> love that how specific it is. Impromptu name, knife yeah. crime. <laughs> um, Someone can have
0: that for free. Yeah, knife crime is yours.
1: <laughs> so specific. Um, but now, so there's a a big uh, space that rents. Um, it's a big space, and they rent tools, and it's a pay-as-you-go basis. Open to freelance makers and designers who uh, uh, in wood, metal, textiles. It just means that like they have tools there, they have space there for you to use, I love and that. it's become going. It's going to be one of the largest open access workshops in Europe, and I loved this because this. Um, so, on the Mary Holland episode, I talked mm-hmm. about the tool, the tool library yeah. in St. Cloud. I'm like, God, I just want this to be so much more of a thing everywhere in the world. <sighs> It this is truly really big deterrent expensive. to
0: like making and building your own stuff is like, cause I've been obsessed with um, DIY videos on YouTube yes. lately. And I, uh, who is, I mean, I, have, I could spend hours. I have those. never done one of them because I'm like, I don't have a sewing machine. Right. I don't have a fucking table saw. I have, all I have is a hammer and a screwdriver and yes. that's it. And I'm like, so many of these things require all these tools and to yeah. know that you can maybe and just space. like borrow one for a while. Yeah. I watched a DIY of this guy who made, a coffee table out of a steel beam, and I was like, "It, it was still like interesting <laughs> to watch." But I'm like, "Who does he think is going to be able to do this right. themselves?" Who?
1: <laughs> no one. I don't live steel beam life.
0: <laughs> I coughed again. It was disgusting.
1: <laughs> oh God! Uh... Please wait and subscribe. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I, it's so frustrating, especially n- living in a city now where you just have no space. Yeah. And it's like, well, am I just going to go out in the street and like set up a couple saw horses? And yes. I feel like table saw is the biggest deterrent. Like yeah. I'll be watching a video and then every single one is like, and then you get your table saw and you're like, <laughs> who has that? No one. No one has that. Um, Yeah. So I love the idea. I'm sure that I should really do some. There has to be one in L.A. Well, it's probably expensive though. That's the thing. I know
0: you can rent some tools from Home Depot. Yeah. I'm not sure how specific they get, but you can rent like um like some of the larger power tools or like things like a shop or whatever. Yeah.
1: But then you still have to Home Depot to me is the purgatory of DIY projects. Like you go in there to get something done and hours later you walk out I'm like always almost in tears yeah. because I, it's Cause every time Charles and I have gone there to like buy a piece of wood that we need cut, we are walking around for oh, see, hours. That's, that's
0: the problem is you go with your boyfriend. I go to home Depot by myself all the time and I get 18 different dudes coming up to me like, how can I help you? <laughs> oh, really? Like dudes who don't even work at home Depot, they're like, do you need help with something? I'm like, no, I'm good. Thank I'm you. Fine, Please I'm stop. Fine. Yeah.
1: Quit it. Um, let's see. Here's some quick numbers on, uh, people making and. In- Doing new things, uh, not new things, old things being less consumery. That's the, that's the good, (laughs) most (laughs) smart, (laughs) accurate terminology, less consumery. Um, there are an estimated 1,100 repair cafes, Mm. which are places where people repair electrical items, bicycles or clothing in 30 countries around the world. Um, I actually this number did not make me super happy. I was like I feel like it should be more. Yeah. Unless a repair cafe is something that's like a coffee shop where you <laughs> <laughs> well, like I more, think that's what it is. A repair cafe cuz I'm like there's repair shops all over there has to be at least a 1000 repair places in Los Angeles alone. So Oh yeah. It's got to be something more niche than that. Um there is oh sales of sewing and knitting patterns have increased by sixty percent in two thousand sixteen. Oh, that's nice. And sewing machines have gone up nearly thirty percent. So people are making more of their own stuff. How much does a sewing machine cost? They're expensive. Yeah. Well, uh, so I got mine for I got mine for twenty dollars. <gasps> um. Here's my. I'm gonna share my biggest life hack with everyone right now. <laughs> Maybe I already have. Mm -hmm. It's a good one, though. It makes me feel bad sometimes, but not really. If I'm looking... (laughs) Steal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just uh, sometimes. (laughs) Not all the time. (laughs) Sometimes I feel bad about it. If whenever I'm looking for something that I know is a higher-priced item, I will go on Craigslist or eBay or whatever and spell it wrong Mm -hmm. in the search. (gasps) uh, Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So think of how somebody That's would. Genius. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my God. Yeah. Just think of how somebody might misspell something and spell it that way. And usually something will pop up and, uh, what I do is if it's been around for like several weeks and nobody like, then I'll be like, Hey, would you take 20 for this? Which is what So Do you with feel bad because machine. you feel
0: like you're taking advantage of someone who didn't know that they listed their own item wrong? Yes. Aww. But then,
1: but then if it's been up there for a certain amount of time, I don't feel bad at all because I'm like, they didn't notice you didn't notice. Yeah. And it's, I've seen it before with like even stuff like Adidas or like, I'm like, it's right. Oh, Herschel. That's how I found my Herschel or not this one, but I've looked, been looking for a Herschel backpack Mm -hmm. for over a year. And that one, I'm like, I don't feel bad for you. The picture you took of the logo. The logo's in there, yeah. So like you just but that's how i found my sewing machine for $20. Okay, so my roommate, my roommate is an artist
0: who I'm like a big fan of. Like yeah. i think i love his creative vision and he got asked by his alumnus Bard College to uh put up this big art project. Um and he cast to be in it. And so what he did is he filmed um for uh like young artists, I think we were all queer except for one. And mm-hmm. um like all people of color except for me. And so he's trying to like cast it like really diverse and the whole yeah. the theme of the entire art show was we're watching. And so it's oh. about like a surveillance state. And so um his project is about uh like specifically like young queer people living in a surveillance state and mm-hmm. like the self care steps they may take to deal with that. And so it's like really weird and absurd and it's like funny and they're all done in these really long single takes. Ooh. And so we shot them in um our friend's garage and he like built a set in the garage and it's filmed on 360 video. Yeah. And so people who were viewing the art project were viewing it with VR goggles and they could watch the entire thing and you can like look around as you're doing Whoa. it because it's filmed on a 360 camera. And so it's this really cool project. Um, I was really happy that he asked me to be in it. And like my segment especially, I really liked. He asked he asked my bird to be in it. He was yes. like, George can be in the video. And I was like, yes. <laughs> um, and so, oh, his name's Sam Miller. Um, the project was We Were Watching for Bard College. Um, and he showed me, he was like, oh, the programs came out the other day. This was right before he left to yeah. go like do the whole show in New York. And he shows me the program. And he spelled my name wrong. Right. Oh no, <laughs> and like, Sam! We've been not only have we been living together for a year, yeah. but, but we're also Facebook friends. Yeah, like, you could if have you just had, it up. I know I have a complicated name, but if you had any doubt about how to spell my name it's on Facebook and he spelled my friend Liz's name wrong too no. who like they knew each other but I like recommended Liz for the yeah. project and he was like oh can you get Liz to do it and she did it and she was great in it and he spelled her name wrong too and I was like Sam you could have just, just like if you out. had asked to make sure I would not have been offended at all like I know my name is a lot like if you just said hey please text me your name ten times in a row just to make sure I have it right I would have done
1: <laughs> I'm still a good That's project, so funny. He should never sell anything on eBay or Craigslist. No, He'll mess it up. He's gonna
0: get ripped off. Oh, Sam would get ripped off so hard. <laughs> he definitely. I think he'd also just get lazy to the point where he'd be like, "Yeah, just come pick it up for just free." Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, where were we? Okay, let's see. Um, and oh, another here. cough drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the bag of cough drops that Jess has with her is insane it's It's comical it's like a Costco size bag of cough drops yeah well I like
0: the only options were this one is 200 drops Mm -hmm. and the next step down was like 20 drops and I'm like how the fuck long is 20 drops gonna last me just since we started this podcast I've been through three yeah
1: I was gonna say at the rate you're going not long (laughs) I thought it was a huge bag of candy at first and I was like oh no (laughs) those are cough drops
0: if I just brought this bag of candy and didn't offer you any, <laughs> throughout your podcast, I was eating candy nonstop and was like, I'm not going to give Hannah any. I mean, if you want a cough drop, you can have a cough drop.
1: Maybe yeah, I will. They're sometimes nice. Is it the honey kind?
0: Yeah, they're honey mm. lemon, which I really do enjoy. Sometimes I get when I'm not sick just because I like them. Mm,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, I probably will in a minute because mm. sometimes by the end of this, I'm like, God, I talk so dang much. Yeah, that too. My, yeah, my little vocal cords are like.
0: <laughs> I mean, precious you know, little I mean, vocal, precious, vocal cords. Precious
1: vocal cords. Uh, ooh, this is a good number. Craft skills have contributed to at least three point four have contributed at least three point four billion pounds to the UK economy.
0: Oh my God. Good.
1: Yeah. Um, the makers influence a wide range of sectors from automotives to smartphones. Uh, Wait,
0: yeah. People are just making their own smartphones.
1: I guess so. That's a, <laughs> yeah. We got to step it up over in the U S <laughs> the UK is like reuse, yeah. recycling, making their own cell phones. Just DIY your own smartphone <laughs> at home. Follow this nine minute YouTube video. Well, if you have a place where you can have a table saw, I'm sure you can yeah, do it. You can build a <laughs> smartphone with a table saw. <laughs> Um, uh, the rate of waste being sent to landfill has decreased, um, in 27 of the 32 European economic area member countries between 2004 and 2014. So not the biggest number, but still five different European economic area things. So that's all, I love the idea that maybe we're like, how crazy would it be if we just? I mean, I don't think this will happen, but what if we went full circle, just back into like early ag- culture, <laughs> making stuff days? Yeah, trading, and this is why there needs to be a Bartering. zombie acopoli- apocalypse. Yeah,
0: apocalypse. <laughs> um That's that's a TV show, Acopolys, Acopoly. Um where it's like all of Earth is destroyed except for like one police station. Yeah. Um, and a po- I do think. An apocalypse is my biggest fear. Ooh. And so I like worry about it a lot. Um yeah. and not just a zombie apocalypse, but any kind any of kind. apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. They all scare me.
1: I mean, it's fair. And I, I do feel like it something crazy will happen at some point and it'll probably be like technological is how yeah. I feel like the next crazy war or whatever will be. Like everything will be shut down. I I don't know. It'll all be I worry about it a lot too, and whenever I'm out of shape, I worry about it the most. Oh yeah, because yeah. Because I'm like, how am I going to run, run away? Like when I'm training for races and stuff, I'm always like, so like Casey and I doing our long runs together, I'm like, so we could run, <laughs> we could probably get to San Bernardino like in a couple of days, and and we'd maybe be okay.
0: Um, fucking San Andreas, that movie destroyed oh, I haven't me. Because oh, a friend wanted to see it just. For like shits and giggles, because yeah. it's like a very over the top action film. And I did end up sitting through the whole thing, and there were some really funny moments, but like these images of both Los Angeles and San Francisco just like going down. I'm like, oh, I don't get what's fun about this. I don't want to see like my two home cities just like fucking blow up. Just jump like, off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, scary. I don't. it also, because the only thing I can think about when I watch those things is what I would do. Yeah. And what I would do is always like, I know it's not enough. Like I know in my mind yeah. like I would do a bad job because firstly I have I have two birds and I know I would prioritize their safety which is a bad idea. It's objectively a bad idea. Like undoubtedly human lives are worth more than bird lives. But I would I would try to save my birds over anything else. Like Fuck my roommate. Fuck anyone else who lives in my building. I'd save my birds.
1: What a nightmare, too, to try and, like, uh, corral birds during yeah. an apocalypse. <laughs> to try to, like, to
0: try to deal with them just in my apartment on a daily basis. Like, yeah. to come over here, my, my younger bird has... Um, gleaned when i'm leaving he now knows that like a jacket and a purse and my keys means i'm leaving and so if i don't think ahead and Mm -hmm. i mistakenly put those things on then trying to capture him to put him in his cage is a fucking nightmare it can take like 10 minutes oh no because he can fly (laughs) (laughs) like i'm an idiot why did i do this i'd love to be a fly on the wall for (laughs) for all of that i love hearing when um my roommate very kindly will take care of my birds if I'm gone. Yeah. Sometimes even if I'm just like working like a 12 hour day, I'm like, Hey, can you please like, just like let them out and play with them for like a little bit. So they don't like go crazy and kill themselves. And he'll be like, yeah, I let them out for a bit. And then it took me like 20 minutes to get them back in their cages oh, <laughs> because he's a, like, not only are they birds and they can fly, but he's just less confident with them. than Yeah. Cause so he's like, I don't want to hurt them. Like they scare me a little. Oh yeah. So that would like, be my mm, nightmare. Yeah. I would do
1: such a bad job. <laughs> Especially with other people's pets, you're like, I don't know. You have to be
0: extra delicate. Yeah. Because yeah, you're like, the last thing I want to do is kill someone else's dog or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: uh, um, Let's see. Maybe we should do, maybe since we're on this subject, I'll do Animal Corner and then mm-hmm. GoFundMe. Mm. Maybe I'll swap up the order this week. <laughs> is it about birds? <laughs> it is. <laughs> no, don't lie. <laughs> it is about birds. Oh, my birds, gosh. I know you love birds. <laughs> A, uh, this is about a guy who set up a retirement home for parrots that outlive their owners.
0: Oh my God. Oh my gosh. That's a real problem (laughs) because (laughs) I I think most people don't realize that like parrots live to be like fucking 80 years old. What? Yeah. Depending on the bird. So like even my bird, my oldest bird, her name is George. I've had her since I was 10 years old. She turns 15 this year. (laughs) Oh Um, my god! And she's like middle age. Um. And so, like, bigger birds, like, Amazonians or greys or macaws, live to be yeah. anywhere from 60 to 100 years old.
1: Holy cow. Yeah.
0: And so, like, one of my really good friends, his dad has an Amazonian, but he only got it, like, five years ago, something like that. And I'm like, oh, so he's just guaranteeing that one day you have to take care of this bird. Yeah. Like, one day your dad is going to die, <laughs> and this bird's still going to be alive. Like, you're going to have to take care of it.
1: Wow. I had... Yeah, I had no idea about that, but I guess that makes sense because anytime I've seen a big macaw at a pl- like that's older, they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's like fifty or yeah.
0: Oh, You're gonna have so your bird sweet. for the
1: rest of your life, pretty much. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this guy set up. It's uh in Australia. Um. Yep. It says large native parrots can live to seventy. Yeah. Um. And there's a Tasmanian cockatoo that reached. Uh, almost he was almost 100. Oh my god, he died. uh, so there's always the fair chance they'll outlive their owners. This guy's name is uh, Ken Banks, he's always loved birds all his life. Oh, Ken's <laughs> a real friend of mine. <laughs> um, also, he is the president of the Rockhampton Finch and Parrot Social Club. Oh my god, which
0: <laughs> one time, okay, so. I used to when I lived in Santa Monica, I lived right across the street from this bird store Mm -hmm. where they would sell parrots, but then also like supplies and stuff. And so I'd go there to like get my birds groomed and also like buy all their like food and toys and stuff. And one time I was in there getting um, my cockatiel groomed. And this woman, like, invited me to join, like, the Santa Monica, like, parrot society where they just, I guess a bunch of people just get together and talk about their parrots. Oh, man. And and I was like, oh, that sounds fun. Sure. And I took her card. But then as I was, like, wandering around the store, she kept, like, bothering
1: me. Oh, no. She's like,
0: you buy pellets for your bird, right? And I was like, yeah, I just, I don't need pellets today. And she's like you're getting that toy and i was like yeah and she was like uh, that might be like too small for them and i was like no like my they've had this one before they like it and she eventually turned me off so hard it was like if i go is everyone going to be as fucking bitchy so bad shit. judgy yeah. yeah i never thought that i as a bird person would look down on other bird people yeah. <laughs> because like we're all categorically <laughs> insane like we're all fucking nuts um but i was like no i never i don't think i want to hang out with other bird people <laughs> i just like having my birds
1: <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. Yeah, too judgy. Mm. Makes sense. Santa that's Monica so Parrot Club. Yeah, that'd be a little high in money. Oh,
0: um That's so sweet though cuz that's a real problem is people who either like die before their parents do or just like they'll get too old and they can't take care of them. Yeah. Especially if they have those big ass birds. They're like, I can't, yeah. I can't afford to have a fucking 40 by 40 inch cage in my home anymore.
1: Yeah. And they don't have the time to go to the store and get harassed by the lady about yeah. the and the toys. Yeah. Isn't they, yeah. Um, I love that he's the president of the, parrot social club oh he educates inexperienced bird owners on how to best care for their new family members oh he also has found himself of course taking in birds whose families can no longer care for them yeah uh he has a one-eyed cockatoo in its 90s Oh, a flock of about 400 canaries uh that's that's so many crazy. Canaries. canaries are very small, though. I still think that that's too
0: many. Canaries. No, that's reasonable. Four <laughs> hundred. You have to keep in mind how small they are.
1: <laughs> canaries are small. I could handle. Uh, yeah. yeah. So then, after taking in other people's birds, he like decided to open up this. Um, oh my god! And so now, okay, wait. He's not sure exactly how many birds he is currently caring for, since he's done this. Last time I counted, at least four hundred. This is crazy. Last time I counted, I got to sixteen hundred, <gasps> and they flew, so I couldn't count anymore. Which is so funny because I picture him like standing yeah. in the field counting, and then was there a point where them? like they were all sitting still, <laughs> yeah. and then it
0: just took one thing to scare them all away?
1: <laughs> like, damn it, I lost count. Yeah. He tries that every day. Two, three. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so great. This guy saving the birds.
0: I once went on um on a trip to Santa Barbara with a guy I was dating at the time, and he surprised me on the way. We were gonna stop at the Santa Barbara Bird Sanctuary. <laughs> and it was really, really nice, but it's like it was a sanctuary, and so they were almost all like rescued birds yeah. and so they all had really sad stories oh. and so we got there and i had like i had such a good time like seeing the birds but then i also I was like i, I want to take them all home i just want to care for them like yeah. one of them her name was uh i think her name was cookie or something It was something so cute. And she was a rose-breasted cockatoo who had been dropped off in front of the L.A. zoo um, with a note that said, my name is Cookie. My owner can't take care of me. Please find me a good home. Um, And so she eventually found her way to like the Santa Barbara Bird Sanctuary. And so like every single story just like broke my heart. I was like, I just want all of these birds to be happy. (laughs) Yeah. And I ended up being like really sad for the rest (laughs) of the day. And I was like, I can't enjoy the beach anymore (laughs) when birds are in trouble. It's only 400 and they're small. Yeah. I could,
1: I could handle it. They
0: could fit in the apartment, <laughs> technically.
1: Uh, Jess has 100 birds in her blows <laughs> wheel.
0: I didn't, because my roommate was gone for that uh, art show in New York. And I'm like, whoa, what if he came back and I just had like a third bird? <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't just leave, could he?
1: Yeah. Oh, birds. Good news, birds. Mm hmm. Okay, uh, let's see. I'll go back now to the GoFundMe of the week, which is actually an Indiegogo. Mm-hmm. I like to switch it up. <laughs> There's an app being made. Um, I have kind of an under- a hard time understanding this, but basically, it's called Gun Bail, and it's a movement to try and get illegal guns off of the street Mm -hmm. the idea behind it is that uh when non-violent offenders are convicted of a crime they they traditionally would have to post bail in order to be released to come back for their court date gun bail is the idea that they could surrender an illegal gun like if they had guns, oh, uh, that are illegal, instead of making, um, instead of having to pay thousands of dollars or whatever it usually is, oh, um, and that surrendered firearm would then count towards the bail requirement. Um, basically, the idea of the where the app comes in is you take a photo of the gun, specify. The whose it is, their location, and then uh, gun bail sends a secure box to transport the weapon, um, and then the firearm in the uh, it gets shipped like directly to law enforcement, who then allows the inmate to post bail, and the users surrendering their guns don't have to worry about being detained by the police. During this process, so even though you're admitting, yeah, I have a, illegal mm-hmm. guns, you kind of get a freebie with it as long oh, as you turn it in. That's really good. I, I like I should I re- get some
0: illegal guns
1: <laughs> yeah. for when I'm arrested. For when, yeah. when we inevitably get arrested um, for stealing birds from yeah. the sanctuary.
0: <laughs> yeah, for breaking into the Santa
1: Barbara Bird <laughs> Sanctuary. Um, I think it's a really. It's just an idea that I'm like, wow, that's a real. That is super innovative and the i think the tricky part is it's only non-violent offenders yeah so
0: why would they have a gun anyway
1: right i mean maybe they just have one and the whole idea is like it doesn't matter if the gun's being like we just want unregistered and illegal guns off to stop getting passed around mm, yeah um so because guns are such a crazy issue it's, especially in this country. Yeah. And so figuring out how to deal with it at all. I I, I like know, this one. I feel like it's, it's
0: gotten so out of hand that like there is, this sounds so bad to say, but like there is no great solution. No. Or at least we haven't thought of one yet. Yeah. Like we're just, I think blindsided by anger on both sides. And so like, it's probably keeping us from seeing like a very good solution. But right. At the same time, it's like, it's so, it's so incredibly hard because it's like, you don't, you don't want to violate like, Second Amendment rights, but also it's like, maybe just like, accept that like gun violence is a real problem. And like, that's more important than yeah. you like being able to like shoot a fucking clay pigeon whenever you want. Yeah. Like that.
1: It's yeah, it's very bizarre, which I think is why I like this because it's, One of the first kind of solutions I feel like that I've seen that is really kind of thinking outside of the box a
0: little bit. It's getting there.
1: And it's offering an alternative also because because bail... Okay, I just went to traffic court. Mm -hmm. And if I had for some reason really felt like fighting the, the traffic violation I got... My personal bail for just a traffic ticket, like going straight in a right hand turn lane instead of turning right, it would be over a thousand dollars, holy shit, so like but I you know with traffic stuff, you just say you're guilty and you pay the ticket, but if you're really fighting it, mm-hmm. so bail is an insane cost, so I also like that idea that like, okay, you're a nonviolent offender, you probably don't have thousands of dollars. no, you can give us your your shitty gun yeah <laughs> um so the funding for it basically is to help develop the software um start marketing the app and uh reaching obviously it's a would have to be like a full legislation that would need to be passed and that's what most of the money goes towards yeah cool cool idea yeah i like it um innovative okay now we're to hometown news danville danville california uh like forty thousand people it looks like so it's like a mid-size
0: yeah it's gotten it's gotten bigger since i left because so it's a suburb of uh the bay area Mm -hmm. and so like people just keep flocking there and it's gotten just like even wider and more conservative as time yeah. has gone on because now it's like, now it's not just older families, but it's like, like, like tech bros now. Right. Um, it's
1: near, from what I could yeah. gather, it's near that whole
0: Yeah. And area. so the income bracket is like super high. Um, within my town, there's this gated community called Black Hawk that is like, at least when I was living there was like consistently ranked among like the wealthiest suburbs in the united states Oh my God. um like celebrities lived in blackhawk um and That's so i'm excited to hear good it. news <laughs> because i don't have like it was a very nice safe beautiful town to grow right. up in
1: but like i don't have a ton of fond memories right um this is about um there is a non-profit in danville called the down syndrome connection Ooh. and they um it's kind of what it sounds like. They work with families and people who have and are affected by Down syndrome. They have a bunch of really cool programs. Uh, it's there to support families, to empower people with Down syndrome, um, different workshops, classes, uh, connection groups, musical therapy, speech services, all kind of stuff for both adolescents and mm-hmm. adults. They are doing a um, an exhibition at the art gallery in Danville called um it is called recycle abilities so I'm pretty sure I try to find more specifics about like the actual gallery thing from what I can tell from the title and like the first piece of art it shows it seems like it's either recycle natural and recyclable Mm materials is what is used to make the art. That's what I would infer. Otherwise I don't understand why they would call it that. (laughs) And the first piece of art is made entirely of like stones. (laughs) So, um, uh, So it is going to be at the village theater art gallery and it's their mission is like, To empower, inspire, and support people with Down syndrome, their families, and community, while fostering awareness and acceptance in all areas of life. That's so nice. Yeah. It's also so
0: nice to just like... I haven't thought about the Village Theater in so long. Oh, yeah, I
1: looked it up because I wanted to find, I was like, Recycle Abilities, please give me a specific Mm -hmm. of, is this recycled materials? And I still couldn't, but I went to their (laughs) website, and I was like, oh, this is very fun. That's where I did shows as a kid, yeah, like musical theater and stuff. Oh, I love that you went there. That's
0: so great. It was I mean, even though forty thousand is like uh, like a lot of people, mm-hmm. most of it, the vast majority of it is just residential, whereas like downtown Danville is like very Smaller. small, yeah, so like there's like one theater there's one movie theater which is like it was in blackhawk which is the fancy neighborhood and so like if you were like a middle schooler the only thing you had to do on the weekends was go to the movie theater yeah and like the movie theater had this like outdoor mall attached which was like a shitty mall yeah it wasn't a good mall um because all of the stores were like for like uh like bored housewives and so it wasn't stuff that like kids were interested in um And so it's, oh, I haven't thought about that in so long. So, like, that one movie theater, our one art gallery. Yeah, I Um, love that.
1: Um, That's great. I love that you went, because I was actually wondering, I'm like, I wonder if Jess was involved in the theater here, because it does, I mean, where I went to college, Missoula, it's, like, 30-something thousand, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, there's, like, the main theater programs Yeah, And that's that's the places that put on shows and stuff. And it's, like...
0: We had bigger adjacent towns that had like more serious theater programs. But, yeah. um, but the Village Theater, it was like, it was just all like c- very, very community theater. Yes. Like a lot of kids shows. I did a summer camp there where it was like a month long and we would practice the show every day for a month. And then finale was like, we'd do like three shows.
1: I love it. Uh, yeah, I think they're doing the Music Man coming up, I saw. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, this, this, Exhibit opens in on May eighteenth. So if anyone listening is close to Danville, all my friends from Danville who are checking yeah, this podcast yeah. out,
0: uh, check out the what's it called, Recycled Abilities art show. May eighteenth at the Village Theater Art Gallery.
1: Open re- the opening reception. Ugh, that was uh, the opening reception. <laughs> Why was that so hard to say? Is from six to eight p.m. May eighteenth, free, family friendly, friendly, uh, complimentary refreshments will be served.
0: Love it. <laughs> Danville's Yay. got the money; they can shell out.
1: Well, now that brings us to uh, your personal good news story.
0: Um. Okay, I thought of something really good. I recently found out uh, that my sister is having a baby boy. <gasps> Ooh, yeah.
1: Oh, that's so yeah. exciting is this your do you have one sibling
0: yeah so i just have one older sister um and she's i think now like five months long. and even though like even though i don't care for gender roles and like there's like you know a good chance that like this baby may identify as something different later down the road yeah. or something finding out the like sex of the baby does make it more real, real. You know? Yes. Yeah. Um, and especially because like my sister does care about gender roles. And so mm-hmm. as soon as she found out, um, she wanted to find out like as soon as possible. And like as soon as she found out, she picked out a name. Uh. Part of me is like, he's bad news. Um <laughs> I always thought that like no matter what, my kids would also be named Svensgards because my dad like there are already so few Sven's guards in the world. Right. And my dad has four younger sisters and two daughters. Oh. And so I was like, Oh, I'm going to be the one to keep the Sven's guard name going. Like my partner doesn't necessarily have to take my last name, but no matter what, my kids are all going to be named Sven's guards.
1: Spensgard.
0: <laughs> my sister is naming her son. Svensgaard and like she fucking beat me to it like god damn it i'm so upset it's like that was gonna be me and on one hand i'm very proud of her yeah because she um she split up with the father of the baby and so i'm like i'm really proud that my sister took that step to like decide to like be like fuck him like this baby's gonna have my name but i'm also like i thought that was i really thought it was gonna be me i'm so upset yeah
1: um So she split with the father, but does she still have the father's last name, or is the baby's name going to be Svensgard? Svensgard.
0: (laughs) First first name Svensgard, last name Svensgard. Um, It's just going to be my sister. They were never married, so my sister is still Svensgard. Yeah, and so, um, and so the baby's going to be named Svensgard too. Because also now I don't have that excuse when I do end up with someone to be like, listen, I'm the only one carrying on my family name. Now I'm going to have a fucking nephew. Who does have the Svensgard family name? And I'm gonna be like, so, uh, no, this is just because I want it.
1: But wait, are you being serious? His name is gonna be Svensgard. Svensgard. Oh no, 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 no. I oh. mean, <laughs> I guess, I guess
0: the crossover. My sister leaves, leaves like such a different life. Part of yeah. me was like, oh, I don't know. But I'm like, no one. I don't think anyone who ever listens to this podcast will ever even meet my sister. It's gonna be <laughs> his name's gonna be Griffin James Svensgard. I got yeah.
1: it. Okay, I thought she was naming his first name. Sven Oh, no. no. It would actually still be very dope. <laughs> That'd be a sick first name. Because yeah. you could um. go by Sven, but...
0: No, I always wanted to keep our family name going by okay. making sure all my children had the last, name, last Svensgard. name Svensgard. Yeah. I understand. If I pulled like a George Foreman and all of my children <laughs> were named Svensgard.
1: For, like, as I was following in the beginning and thought you were talking last name, but then when you said she named him Svensgard, I was like, oh, that's like a fun way to do it. And then I really, <laughs> really? thought, <when laughs> to I carry was, on the like, family she's... name
0: by naming him first name Svensgard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like fun uh and then when you said that her last name still is Svensgard, i was like but wait it's it is Sven's guard, Sven's
0: guard. no i thought i was being confusing because it's like 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 her not being with the dad i'm like oh no 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 she was still always a Svensgard, and that's why yeah, like, yeah. the boy's gonna be named Svensgard. but um I'm real fucking pissed that uh, <laughs> that my sister took this from me.
1: Bad news. Yeah. Bad news, baby. But
0: I guess that means that there will just eventually be that many more Svenskards Sven's in the world. Yeah. yeah. If we Keep could just going. get that number back up. I think there's like a hundred of us in the world.
1: Yeah. Um, I think I might be the only cannon gator. Um. There are not that many of us either. Except mm-hmm. there is another girl named Hannah Canningator who we have to be related. She, <laughs> yeah, she's over somewhere. She's on I get Facebook.
0: Friend requests from other Svensgards all the time on Facebook, yeah. and I just know. Oh, we're related. That's we're it. Yeah, related. we're cousins.
1: Yeah. But yeah, my dad had four sisters, and I'm the only child. Yeah, you got to so, name all your kids Canningator First name Canningator, Last, last name, name Canningator Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You have five George Foremans.
1: That's great, though. I totally do understand what you mean about the, um, like, somehow knowing the sex of the baby. Yeah, it just establishes, like, just because before, it's kind of like cells forming and doing stuff. And then once you You know if it's a a girl or a boy, you're like... I don't know why that is, but you're able to visualize it a little more and it's like all the parts are done. You yeah. know, maybe yeah. that's what it is. It's like it's not just a lump of cells anymore. It's like, yeah, hands, feet,
0: cooter. It's that yeah. It's that <laughs> much closer to like being like a little tiny human. I can't believe it, I just said the word cooter. Cooter, cooter cannon gator. You got to name one of your kids cooter. Cooter cannon gator. Uh, I also am really upset because it was uh, so her due dates in August and that means that we're going to have a baby at Christmas time. And I'm like, fuck, Uh, like we're not kids anymore. Like, because even like my cousins have kids, like we're not the youngest in like our whole family, yeah. but like up until now it's just been like, my mom, my dad, me and my sister. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, like I'm not, we're not the babies. Like now we got a fucking actual baby to take care of and pay attention to. Like it's going to be opening all the gifts on Christmas. And I feel like I'm going to get fewer gifts because (laughs) of this. And I'm very (laughs) upset. I'm
1: so sad. I
0: already resent my nephew so much, (laughs) but I'm also probably going to get him and shit. I like, I know he's going to be a cute little kid, but I am already gunning for when I can give him like books. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't wait to like give him like Harry Potter. I'm like, how yeah. long do I have to wait? Is like five too early? And I'm like, yeah, it probably is. Yeah. Uh,
1: Charles has three nephews and they're all the best. And <gasps> yeah, um, it's awesome because we have like no plans to have kids ever. And it, Hillary has three, so we're like, great.
0: (laughs) We'll just hang out with them. But I love the idea of being able to like hang out with a kid and like spoil it and do whatever the fuck you want. And then at the end of the day, you're like, this ain't mine.
1: Yeah. Uh, They live all the way in Montana, so we don't get to see them Uh as much as we'd like to. But I'm so excited for the day when they're old enough that like one of them can take a trip to go see Uncle Charles and Aunt Hannah. Because I remember doing that with my aunts and uncles when I was like, my godmother aunt when I was like, 12 i got to fly to california by myself to see her and it was so fun mm. i can't wait to do that with them and take them to disneyland oh my god do all that fun stuff oh so grow up already yeah, dogs.
0: yeah. being a baby that's gonna be some real boring shit like here's the thing babies are dumb like
1: can't really talk to you can't to even hun. do cpr yeah. on them very easy yeah
0: it's so hard to keep their little baby hearts pumping because then you might crush them yeah don't want to crush a baby. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty big nightmare crushing a whole baby. I have that nightmare all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess we've come to our end. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you so I said that I've never said the end of the podcast like that before. It sounds so sorrowful. Now we both take
0: these capsules of cyanide.
1: (laughs) We've done all we can do. Well, we're at the end, Jess.
0: (laughs) Welcome to your tape.
1: (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for coming over. Anytime. This was fantastic. What a great Friday evening happy hour.
0: Yeah. Time we had. let <laughs> get sloshed on some marks.
1: <laughs> happy Cinco de Mayo to us. Happy Cinco When everyone, everyone hears this, happy middle of your week.
0: Happy birthday, Tori. I'll text you in a minute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good news later, everybody. Bye. Bye.